Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Hustle Like Hannah, your how-to guide on turning your creative side into a business opportunity. Happy Monday, hustlers. Is everybody doing okay? I don't really have much to report this week because the UK is in lockdown now, so that's pretty rubbish. My work has all but ceased. I'm going to try working online like I did during lockdown number one, but it was a struggle back then, so it's probably going to be a struggle now. But like I said in last week's episode, the main thing is that we all stay physically well, we stay mentally well, and most importantly, we are checking in on each other. In other news, across the pond in the US, it would seem that you guys have a new president from the new year. I didn't really get too involved in the election this time around, but I can see that it's quite divided as to some people thinking that Trump being ejected is a travesty and some people thinking that Biden taking over is the best thing to have happened in the last four years over there. So yeah, change is happening all around and we are creeping ever closer to the dreaded C word. That's right, Christmas. I know a lot of people are wanting to celebrate Christmas a bit earlier this year. I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit of a Grinch and for me, Christmas does not begin until December the 1st. But you know, if putting your Christmas tree up early or watching Christmas films or whatever gives you a bit of happiness in what has been an absolute train wreck of a year, then you know what? You do you. Anyway, time to crack on with the real reason why we're here. So my guest today is Charlotte Hamilton from Sugarstorm Studio. Charlotte always knew she wanted to be an artist working in galleries on the side, but she didn't quite take the traditional route to get there. After jobs in a nightclub and as a receptionist weren't giving her the fulfilment that her art did, Charlotte put one of her sketches onto some t-shirts and sold them on Facebook. The success that came from this and the excitement that it generated in Charlotte led to teaching herself some new skills such as sewing and eventually Sugarstorm Studio was born. She's here to talk all about Sugarstorm Studio and the twists and turns on her hobby to business journey. So let's get chatting. Hi Charlotte, how are you doing? Hi, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Glad to have you on the show today. Thank so, you. So obviously I've just given a bit of a brief introduction about your journey and what led you to coming on the show today. But why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and a little bit about Sugarstorm Studio? Yeah, of course. So I'm Charlotte. I'm an artist and I started Sugarstorm Studio uh, about three years ago now, although it was very different back then. It was initially called Sugarstorm Clothing and was primarily, well, it was just a clothing brand, but now it's kind of developed into a alternative creative studio that's all about empowering those that feel a bit different, feel that they don't fit in. And we do this through a collection of alternative fashion, online content and creative workshops that celebrate DIY and sustainability, expressing yourself through creativity. That sounds amazing. Okay, so when did you actually start the art side of things and like your sketching and that when did that begin just as a hobby so I well I went to art school so I went and did fine art 
as a degree and it was all very um serious art stuff um <laughs> whatever that is um and yeah it was always just the plan of I think in my head I was like well I'll graduate and then I'll just become an artist and I'll make art and was very kind of narrow-minded about the idea of what that would be and just the idea that I'd make art and it would be in galleries and then the money would just come and then after graduation and I sort of worked in a few galleries and stopped making art because I was working all the time mm. really then I sort of realized that it wasn't for me and just then I was working as a receptionist and just kind of plodding along and I hadn't really drawn at all it wasn't part of my art practice I was under the impression I wasn't able I just wasn't good at drawing so I didn't do it I'd been told by art teachers that I wasn't good enough at drawing mm. so it wasn't ever something that I did and then it was only when I was designing myself a tattoo and just like sketching um the ideas that I was like oh this would look cool on a t-shirt mm. and so speaking with like my friends my boyfriend just being like well let's give it a go and just see like I found a local print company that would put it on a t-shirt mm. and I just did that and then from there I kind of started learning digital illustration yeah just on on the side because I never thought that I could draw mm. so it was kind of like like this realization that you don't have to be sketching like with a whole range of pencils and mm. doing life drawing to be able to draw like there's such a wide range of tools out there now that it's it's so accessible yeah so in a way it's not necessarily that you know you had this die hard hobby that you have then progressed it's almost like you know you had an interest in art so you went to study it the route you were gonna take didn't quite work out you kind of almost not sort of fell out of love with it but obviously it took a bit of a back seat and then yeah. you somehow stumbled back onto it again sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. and then it it was sort of more of um like I do, was just doing it for the love of it yeah which I hadn't done before every time obviously going for education there's like the idea that you're going to come out and have a career mm. like I've I've always been creative always loved art but you, you know in the back of your head when you're going for education you you know that at the end of it the idea is that you'll you'll have a career mm. whereas this I had no idea that it was going to be a business and no intention yeah. of starting a business I was doing it because I loved it yeah so what was what was the thing that sort of triggered you to actually turn this into more of a business so obviously you sold your t-shirts on Facebook and it was a success so was it after that or did you kind of have an inkling before it? What was sort of the moment where you thought, actually, I might turn this into my own business? I think it happened quite organically. Like I was, um, so yeah, I sold them on Facebook, which again was kind of an accident. It was only because I posted up the ones that I'd made these first ones mm. and still had no intention of selling them. It was only that I started receiving messages of, oh, can I, can I buy one of these? That I thought, oh, well, okay, I wonder how, how would I do that? And it was sort of just through the curiosity of, oh, I wonder if this would work. Mm. And just kind of 
going from that of I had one design, I put it on some, I put it on t-shirts and it started out being like, okay, if you want one, let me know and I'll like order a bunch of them together. Yeah. And then at the same time doing different sketches and thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll do this one Mm. and I'll put that on Facebook. And it sort of became like something, I think before I knew it, it was like a business. It was never like an intentional, oh, this, this will be my business and I'll make money from it. Yeah. It was still just a thing that I loved and it was still just like a creative hobby on the side. And it wasn't really, um, I think, so this was like the summer of 2017 mm. and then in like November of 2017, I launched a website. So there was like a few months of just playing around with, oh, would this work? Making a few designs, learning how to screen print so that I could like print my own shirts. Yeah. And then it sort of officially launched in November. Mm. Um, So that would have been the point where I thought, okay, well, let's kind of do it a bit more official. So take it off Facebook, give it its own website. But yeah, still very, a sort of small slither of like my income, my life. I was still working um, a few different jobs. And then really the sort of last six months with like the situation of what we've had this year, it became very clear that I needed to give it my all Mm. and it needs to stop being something on the side. Yeah. And... I've been able to take that time to really look at what I've learned so far, Mm. look at like all the business processes that I've learned from other people and really implement them Mm. to make it a more sort of sustainable business. Yeah. Yeah. So when you first sold your t-shirts on Facebook, like you said, it just kind of happened organically when you were then looking into the whole, you know, building your website and kind of seeing it as a bit more of a serious, like, business. Was there anything that was making you a bit hesitant to actually make it more official? Like, was there anything that was making you think, oh, I'll just keep this as a little side thing, you know, I don't, I don't want to push it too much? Or did you just kind of decide to jump in and see where it would take you? I think there's always, like, the element of, like imposter syndrome and this idea of like, oh who am I to start a business like mm. I think growing up like you have an idea of the type of person that is running a business and the people you see on tv and that you meet are that are running businesses you kind of have an idea that they're they've been trained mm. in business and they're more they've got authority and they're very um very driven to run Mm. a business and that wasn't me I was an artist I was so I didn't know the first thing about running a business so there was Mm. definitely a an element of self-doubt that I would even be able to do it without being trained and educated yeah in that field Mm. so there was a lot of doubts but at the same time I sort of I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself and I didn't put a load of savings into it I didn't have any kind of like big financial risk that I was taking so I was able to do it 
relatively on the basis that if it all fails, I'll be fine. Yeah. So that's kind of how I balance that. Yeah. So instead of like a lot of entrepreneurs, they always say, oh, you, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you've got to take risks. You've got to put all these risks into it. But you actually chose to kind of take it as more of a, well, we'll try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does, then it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was, I was still earning money from working. So it was mm. and any money that I made from sugar storm just went straight back into it so yeah it was just a case of I make the money and that goes back into the business and I put like some of my own money into it but it wasn't it was never a lot so there wasn't this looming of oh it, it has to work otherwise like I've got nothing left yeah I can relate to you on that one because that's quite similar to what I did so I set up my business when I graduated but I kept my part-time job at my local pub um, mm. just like you say so that any money that came from the business went straight back in to building the business further until yeah. until it got to the point where it was like right no I, I don't need this part-time job now I can I can use this to my advantage and leave that and take my work full-time but then the pandemic had other ideas, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a, it's a lot more common, that method of doing it now mm. because, because of the risk and it, it makes it a lot more accessible that you can create a business nowadays when without that big risk and it can just, just grow and it's not always the, the least uh, stressful option, yeah. but it, it, it makes it much more accessible to people that wouldn't have been able to start businesses before yeah definitely yeah so you said obviously you launched three years ago so in that time between then and now what would you say has been your biggest success so far I think so last last year yeah (laughs) um last summer I did a collaboration with a local nightclub the nightclub that I work at we did a collaboration of creating, I created some merch for them. Yeah. So I took inspiration from a negative review that they'd had for the club um, mm. that sort of slated everything about the club that people love it for. So like the sticky floors, full of weirdos, like <laughs> that kind of thing. And I made it into the t- a t-shirt design, approached the club with it and they loved it. And we sold it and it was, it was really successful. Mm. I think we sold out the first round of t-shirts within two days. Um, Yeah, it was, it's sort of like mind blowingly like quick. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. We've got to do some work. (laughs) Yeah. Time (laughs) Um, to make more. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it was in the back of my head. Oh, well we might not sell any, we might sell three. So yeah, for them to like completely sell out so quickly and it was just, it was really fun because it really um, sort of encapsulated all the things that like the people that go to this club love it for and mm. that everyone else hates it for. So it was a really fun project and it obviously got me to like, got me out to a different kind of audience and mm. yeah, so numbers wise it was the most successful and also yeah. it was just a load of fun. Yeah, and I guess in a way 
with you saying obviously it sold out so quickly in the beginning did that kind of help you with these initial sort of self-doubt thoughts that you had in the beginning that perhaps were maybe still lingering in the back of your head every now and then did that kind of give you that boost of oh actually I'm doing quite good at this yeah definitely because this was and it was a design that I'd sort of been sitting on for a while and not told anyone about Mm. it was just a thing oh I'd love to do this Mm. but there's always that that doubt of okay well what if no one likes it and then it takes it to a different level when you're working with sort of another brand another business um that have their own audience and their own fans so it was just amplified of okay people are actually going to see this and what will they think so it was only that that sort of first uh night that it got released and that panic of oh god there's loads of comments on this and <laughs> actually going from oh they're all positive that was like a massive relief and I'm just sort of scrolling thinking oh eventually I'm going to find a really bad one but I didn't and it yeah it was it was a relief and it was a sort of nice confidence boost yeah definitely it definitely sounds like it so flip side of that obviously the world of self-employment isn't always successes and you know mm-hmm. sales and things like that so what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome since you've set up Sugarstorm? I think just keeping going when it like you say when everything isn't successes and there's long periods where nothing happens mm. and but this was sort of my first what the nightclub merch was sort of my first kind of big success mm. that that was two years in yeah. so there was a long time where nothing happened and where I was going I went to a market in Spitalfields um in London Mm. and I spent like quite a lot of money to get there to get the store and I think I sold one pair of earrings yeah and so there's sort of like a long period where nothing happens and it there's always that idea of okay but when 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 is enough enough when do I stop when yeah how long do I wait with nothing happening before I go it's not gonna work Mm. And so there's, I've had a few points where that's come up and luckily it's like only a handful of times where I'm like, am I done? Like, Mm. is there, is there a point to carrying on because it's been so slow and nothing's happening. Yeah. There's been probably one or two times um, that I've thought about quitting. So there's got, there's a big need for like resilience Mm. that, the belief that it will work you're just sort of keeping going until you get to that next that next success and just believing that it's going to come and also a level of discipline to keep getting up in the morning and working on something Mm. even if for example even if the orders aren't coming in it's getting up and going okay today I need to do something to get myself out into the world and I need to market my business somehow today. So yeah, the discipline to keep going when it isn't all everything you dreamed of and just making art all day, every day. Yeah. So is there anything that you kind of told yourself or any habits that you got yourself into to help you 
you know, get out of this, well, uh, is this it kind of thing to get you out of that sort of negative place? Well, I think one thing that I sort of told myself in the beginning, and I don't know what will happen when I get to it, but I told myself I'll give myself five years to give it a good shot. Mm. Um, so anytime I'm thinking, oh, it's not working on that. Well, it's not been five years yet. <laughs> yeah. So there's that kind of like breathing space of it cannot work for, for five years and I don't have to worry about it till then. And the other thing is like, it's, I think as humans, we're quite um, conditioned to think of worst case scenario mm. and that survival mechanism of, okay, what, how will we survive worst case scenario? So trying to balance that, okay, what is like genuinely the worst case scenario? Say I will work for two more years on this and nothing happens. I'll be fine. I'll survive by doing this. But then what is best case scenario? Like maybe next month something something will happen and it'll snowball. Like mm. it, I think surrounding yourself with people who have done it already and mm. knowing that there was years and years before things started picking up and so surrounding yourself with people that have done it to prove it's possible. Mm. and keep reminding yourself of that and knowing that it's not always like all the successes that you see on social media behind yeah. that there was years and years of like failed ideas and things not working out things taking so much longer than you realize yeah and I think as well just sort of linking to what you've said I can't remember who it was but and it's probably multiple people, but somebody once said to me that if you try something and it doesn't work out, it's usually because something better is round the corner. You've just not got there yet. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's definitely good. Like you said, and as well, put in sort of that time stamp on it of, right, I've got X amount of years to then yeah. reassess it. It almost kind of makes you work on your goals because there is an end point in sight not an end point but there's like a a milestone in sight rather than just being like well we'll just keep going and we'll see what happens because then you might you might get a bit lazy with it mm. so I like yeah. that I like the idea of sort of time stamping and being like right I need to work because if by this point it isn't going mm. anywhere then I've got some questions to ask <laughs> yeah definitely and not every avenue is gonna work so mm. I think definitely give everything like the best shot that it has. But if you're, it has to get to a point where you're like, okay, something needs changing. And it might just be like reevaluating. Like I, I quite often joke that I've rebranded my business about four times in the three years that I've, <laughs> I've been running it. Um, but it is that it's that pivoting of when it doesn't, it's not something's not working so mm. rather than keep pushing it it's being able to take a step back and going okay well what's not working why am I not enjoying it anymore mm. what can I change because at the end of the day you're in charge you're the one that's that's calling the shot so if you're not enjoying it and you're not loving it mm. then it's kind of like what's the point like 
yeah there has to be an element of love in order to to keep doing it and it obviously like you say it's not going to be every day it's not going to be every task but there has to be a, a reason because it's not the it's not the easiest it's not the easiest way of living yeah definitely yeah so you touched upon this briefly earlier on in the conversation about you know when the UK was in lockdown and it kind of gave you the time yeah. to focus on things did it cause any major issues for you like it did for a lot of businesses or would you say that it was more of a positive time for you it was actually more of a positive time for me and I'm very lucky in the situation that I was in because I, I was working and I was put on furlough mm. so I didn't have the big sort of financial uh, stress mm. that came from that so I actually I was thinking earlier I actually only had my online shop open for like a month and a half this year because I always close it in January to do sort of admin stuff and reevaluate everything mm. so it was shut in January open for February and kind of half of March and then I actually closed it down quite early when things started closing down yeah. I made the decision quite early on because I was able to so mm. I know that it wasn't that's not an option for a lot of small businesses because there wasn't the help around there wasn't any other option they had to keep trading in order to keep making money and to live yes. so the fact that I was in a position where I was able to it felt like the right decision so yeah. I made that decision quite early on to just shut the shop and I hadn't intended that it would be like a prolonged thing and mm. be a massive kind of rebranding time. But I think once you get that time to stop and that all my work just taken away from me, mm. I think it's, it's can become very clear of um, when things aren't working and, also allowed me to, the time to just be creative and have that prolonged time of okay what can I do if I've got three months off mm. I've got three months of time to fill no orders to fulfill no admin to do yeah what can I do with that time mm. so it ended up being um really positive for me creatively and for me as a business so I know that I'm incredibly lucky that I was in the situation that I was in mm. it's quite nice to actually hear someone almost take something positive out of the lockdown because mm. like myself a lot of people that I've interviewed it was very much when the lockdown hit it was like I have no idea what I'm gonna do like that's just everything completely yeah. taken away like don't know what to do so it's quite nice actually to hear that you know there are some people out there that benefited from the lockdown and it wasn't all doom and gloom for everybody so that's that's quite nice to hear so you've t talked about your biggest success and you've spoken about your biggest challenge what would you say are some pros and cons or advantages and disadvantages of actually being your own boss and having your own business i think most of the time it's the same thing so like the idea that being your own boss meaning that you're 
you get to set your own schedule is a mm. massive advantage and a massive disadvantage because yeah. you haven't got someone external telling you that you're going to be late and you've got to get this done on time and mm. you haven't got that pressure to kind of make you like if you're working for someone else you turn up two hours late you're not going to have a job for very long but when you're working for yourself you can kind of get away with it Mm. and in some ways that's a massive advantage obviously and you can work for the the times that you're most productive Mm. so I'm not I'm not productive first thing in the morning so Mm. I don't get up and start work at nine o'clock in the morning Mm. because there's no point I work I have a slow morning, I start work later and then I work into the evening. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to have that discipline. Otherwise, it's so easy to just let yourself off the hook. So both of the, yeah, that's the, is both an advantage and a disadvantage. Yeah. Um, But I think that there is such an advantage of, being in charge and having like the creative control Mm. and I don't think it's for everyone but for me I never like I've enjoyed a lot of my jobs Mm. I love the jobs I've got at the moment that I'm sort of working a few hours on but I've always struggled with the idea of being employed by someone else and yeah following someone else's rules and working for working for someone's someone else's goals yeah um so I think I've always been like without even realizing always wanted to be running my own business yeah but then a disadvantage is that you have to kind of especially in the beginning you have to kind of do a lot of it by yourself Mm. and it can be quite isolating it can be quite lonely so there's a lot of like amazing kind of business communities online as well as like in person but obviously now everything's online yeah (laughs) um but yeah there's a lot of amazing business business communities that I'm part of a couple and I think you have to make a bit more of an effort if you're wanting to find people that are doing similar things to you so it's easy to forget about that and end up kind of isolated particularly if you're in a group of friends who are all working sort of traditional jobs maybe like Monday to Friday yeah and it can be hard to kind of relate to people that are doing that when you're trying to build and trying to run a business yeah definitely so you've said obviously you've had jobs in different industries keeping on the theme of advantages and disadvantages, what would you say are some advantages and disadvantages of working in the creative industry as opposed to say like the hospitality industry or, you know, I I can't think very off the top of my head, but what are the advantages (laughs) and disadvantages of being in like creative business? I think it's like the, as a creative person, that's my kind of natural habitat it's like Mm. that's where I feel comfortable yeah so that's my 
yeah that's my natural like go-to mm. I'm happy to just be creative but then by working in such a range of roles and industries like there's massive benefits of putting yourself out of your comfort zone mm. and like I've learned things from all my different jobs like working with so many different people working like under the pressure of like in a busy nightclub mm. my other job that I've got at the moment is coaching gymnastics mm. so they're so different yeah that you have to you kind of learn to be you learn to be flexible mm. and I do think there there's massive benefits to having multiple roles because it does force you to get out of your comfort zone and learn very quickly to be different things and not just rely on like the one thing that you're good at and obviously there's massive downfalls to work in sort of shift work zero hour contracts like mm -hmm. in terms of security so I think the idea that you could work sort of flexible hours without that being your main kind of financial like reliance mm. can be really beneficial and also it can just particularly if you're running a business on your own you're self-employed it's it can be like a social thing as well to be able to go to work and meet people and have sort of a bit of a social life as well that can be part of it yeah Definitely. Okay, so now we've got to the section where I'm going to ask you to put your advice cap on. So for any listeners who are sat there thinking, well, I might like to try turning my creative hobby into a business, what would you say are your three top tips? I think start with the first step, like the next thing that you can do right now so rather than thinking okay I've got an idea and it has to be this big extravagant business idea scale it right back to okay what could I do this month mm. that is what's taking a step towards that so for it like just to use like my business as an example like rather than thinking okay I want this big lifestyle alternative brand it's okay well I've got a, a design I'm going to finish that and I'm going to order one t-shirt and it's just taking the next step so don't get so paralyzed with the idea of how big and scary it is like mm. just taking the small step and deciding to do it already gets you kind of ahead of everyone that hasn't taken any steps yeah the second thing i would say is surround yourself with people who are also doing either the thing that you want to do not in a sense of copying but in a way of inspiration that shows it's possible yeah and also people that are just going after their goals in general mm. and you might not have these people in your day-to-day -day life you can find them online make sure you're sort of following people that are doing this online to kind of just remind yourself that it's possible and that there are people that are doing it and you if they can do it you can do it 
yeah um so not in a way of like comparing yourself or oh they're doing it but okay well if they've done it it's possible so I can do it yeah and I think the third thing is to plan and be prepared and be organized which Mm. is a bit of a boring one but (laughs) it is important particularly if it is a creative business and you're in that sense it's usually uh you start with the thing that you love like you say you start with the hobby you start with a creative output that you're good at Mm. so it's usually that bit's already taken care of it's the organization and the business that doesn't necessarily come naturally yeah so you usually have to work a bit harder to get all of that stuff in so anything that works for you in terms of like whether it's a digital calendar or a paper planner a load of lists like anything that's going to help you to stay organized and plan and make sure like everything can get done yeah I think that's really important yeah definitely and linking back to what you said towards the beginning if you haven't necessarily come from a business background Mm. there's a lot of elements to business that you probably don't really know how to do or maybe don't even realize Mm -hmm. are a thing so yeah I think organization is definitely key because then that will in turn help you make sure that you have time for yourself and you're not just spending every waking hour doing things for the business because as much as yeah you want to put your heart and soul into it you you don't want to burn out so no definitely they are very good and there's top tip (laughs) and there's so much you can learn as well like that and for free or very cheap like Mm. there are amazing like business resources on youtube instagram like it's so accessible now yeah like it can feel really overwhelming if you don't know anything about business and yeah it's usually it can be the case in creative hobbies and having like a small side hustle it's the business side of it that can feel the scariest but there is so much information out there that you can get um so just take the time to learn yeah that's good yeah they're good top tips thank you okay so we're on to the final section now so i am going to hand it over to you so this is your opportunity to sort of plug your business tell us about any projects or offers that are coming up or that you've just launched basically anything that you want the listeners to know so that they can come and find you and get in touch with you okay so i've just launched my new collection so I've been offline um or not offline but the shop's been shut for most of the year and I've just come back with a new collection of alternative fashion it's sustainable organic t-shirts joggers accessories that's designed by me and either digitally printed or screen printed by hand and it's spooky and alternative and fun Um, and you can find all of that at sugarstormstudio.com and you can find me most of the time on instagram at at sugarstormstudio that's where i post most of my content and you can stay up to date with everything on there as well cool so for anybody who wants to get in touch with charlotte or check out the new shop that's relaunched 
All the links will be in the episode description, so it's super easy for you to find. Well, thank you for coming and chatting with me today, Charlotte. Are there any other bits of information or little golden nuggets of advice that you want to leave with our listeners just before we wrap this up? I think just if you're waiting on something, like a sign to say that you should go for your creative hobby and take it to the next level then just do it i like that that's my advice (laughs) just do it this is this is their sign that they should do it yeah this is your sign if you're listening to this that means that yeah go for it yeah i like that well thank you so much for coming and chatting with me thank you for having me no problem and i hope your business continues to grow and be a success for you thank you very much all right take care bye bye Once again, thank you to Charlotte Hamilton from Sugarstorm Studio for coming and chatting with me today. And thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you're looking forward to next week's episode. Don't forget, if you want to appear as a guest on my show, just send me an email to hustlelikehannapodcast at gmail.com containing your name, your business name and a little bit about your hobby to business journey. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can find me at Hustle Like Hannah Podcast. And on there, you can stay up to date with anything that goes on behind the scenes, information about all my guests, and even business updates from time to time. If you want to find out about my business itself, just go to www.hannahdaniellodance.co.uk or search for Hannah Daniel Dance on any social media. Now, go out there, smash your Monday, stay creative, and keep on hustling. See you next week, everyone.